Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's time to go across to San Diego to speak to our gorgeous girl gone blind. It's the lovely Maria Johnson. How are you this week, Maria? Good morning, Jill. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm very good. Actually, good. all the better for speaking to you because oh, uh, I'm so looking ditto. forward to our chat today. <laughs> so looking forward to it because we're doing something a little bit different. Now, I know that you and I have known each other a couple of years now and what a blast it has been. But I was just thinking the other day, there must be stuff that you and I don't know about each other. I mean, we tend to share everything. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've talked about things that have happened to us either in recent years or not that far back, but sometimes there's interesting things even further back. (laughs) (laughs) Which um, we're going to have to really, really root hard to um, find the things that are broadcastable. Well, I thought (laughs) I'd maybe start off with, it's just a fun thing this week, really. And uh, one thing that you didn't know about me, Maria, was that I used to be a polo player's groom. Really? (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. I used to work for a polo does, player. Oh my gosh. What does a polo player groomer do? <laughs> That's hard to say, it, by the way. It, it is a little bit hard to say, actually. Well, if you've ever read any of Jilly Cooper's novels, particularly polo, then you would know. Um, it's it's pretty much a, a polo player's Bible. But basically, what I had to do was each game you play, consists of six chuckas. So there's six individual little games within one big game. And mm-hmm. each time I'm basically getting one pony ready and the other pony unready. <laughs> so I'll take the <laughs> pony that's just been on one chucka and mm. I'll take off the bandages, put a sweat rug on them, water them down, give them hay and water. And I've got six minutes because each chucker is six minutes long. So then I've got Mm. to get the other one kind of ready, saddled up, bandaged up. It's a really, really fast paced thing. But, you know, I had a ball. It was such good Uh fun. I used to do it in Phoenix Park in Dublin in the summer. And what a blast. What a blast. Okay, it's your turn. What do do I not know about you? So something you don't know about me is that I was the yearbook editor in high school really yes now what does that mean oversaw the whole design and production you know up to sending it off to the printer of our high school yearbook is that something that you did in your final year of school or was that in what year were you in Yeah, I was actually on the yearbook um, committee, if you will, or group for all years. But then my final year, I was editor. So I was assistant editor my you know third year. And then my fourth year, I was editor. And it was awesome. I loved it. And it actually is what spun me into wanting to pursue printing and things as a career, again, another thing you don't know. So it actually was a great start for me to start thinking about what I wanted to do in the future. It was a blast. It was a lot of hard work, but it was a blast. Oh, it sounds it. I mean, I used to love things like that at school that, you know, you were put in charge. I was put in charge. Oh, right. Okay, here's another thing you don't know about me. I was Mm -hmm. put in charge of the Young Ornithologist Club. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. Once again, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) 
it was the bird watching club honestly <laughs> it was just really to you know when you were put in charge of something it kind of got you further kind of places in the school into other things so yeah I ended up being like head of the young ornithologist club bird watching honestly okay <laughs> You know, hey, whatever you got to do to get ahead, okay? Okay, so that's two from me. Give me one from you then. All right. One of the jobs I had um, after getting out of school was assistant production manager at a Halloween costume company. (laughs) It was like the coolest job. Everyone was like, you work at a Halloween company? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. And what the company did was designed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and produced hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Halloween costumes. We did all of the Disney costumes. We did all of the other, you know, big, you know, kids movie costumes. We did adult costumes. We did baby costumes. And what was really cool about it is that I would know about movies coming out, which, you know, were nowhere near being released because we'd have to start doing the costumes for them because they would be hot commodity come Halloween time because the movie would have come out. So I worked with sculptors, you know, they would sculpt the faces so that we could make masks. I hired all the models for the front of the Halloween package. So I'd hire the models, we do photo shoots with the costumes on, which would get printed onto the insert in the costume package, kind of saw things through. We even got to make up names for some of the more generic costumes, like Cindy, the silly princess, you know, know, it would get pretty crazy and rated R, but that was kind of fun. So it was a really great place to be a part of. Um, And then I left on maternity leave and I never went back. It sounds brilliant fun though. It really does. Actually, speaking of dressing up, here's my third thing that you don't know about me. One summer during the school holidays, now I grew up in Southern Ireland, so we had three months for our summer holidays every single Mm -hmm. year which was great because it was a long, long time. I used to get a summer job every summer because I used to get a bit bored. So one summer when I was about 15, I got a job working in, it was a very small town, and I got Mm -hmm. a job working in a wedding dress shop. Now you can imagine in a very small town in the middle of nowhere, you don't get much footfall um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, practically everybody's married anyway or they're not old enough to be married. So there was very few people come in. So I used to get very bored during the day and I was left in charge of this little shop that the mannequin in the window had one arm, uh, no wig. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) trying to attach a bouquet to a mannequin with one arm and actually the hand was missing off the (laughs) it was her good arm but the hand was missing off it so she had almost an arm and she had the bald head because Mm -hmm. there was no wig and trying to you know put a tiara on a bald mannequin head (laughs) is just not easy but I used to get so bored Uh, I used to dress the shop window about three times a day but I also used Mm. to get bored and go and try on the wedding dresses (laughs) (laughs) that's what I thought you were going to say is that you would spend the whole day wearing wedding dresses. Oh, I loved it. It was How so fun, good. 
the mannequin though that's hysterical <laughs> i mean it really is it was dreadful <laughs> you know trying to get people to come into the shop with this you know a mannequin that looks like it you know has had better days you know i'm sure it wasn't a big job the woman who owned the shop was was really kind of off the wall and quite eccentric and i kind of loved that about her but you just kind of think you know why wouldn't you get a mannequin you know why wouldn't you even just yeah. like get a wig Get a wig for the man yeah, so that there's exactly. something for the tiara to stick into. But no, she right, was she right. was kind of Sinead O'Connor-esque. Anyway, <laughs> what is your third thing? My third thing is that I have a guilty pleasure and I love listening, okay, watching court TV shows. Oh my goodness, I of course. I absolutely love them. We used to have a channel here. It was right after I lost vision that played court TV shows 24 seven. It was the best. And I would have it on 24 seven practically. And now it's, you know, okay, I got to watch this at this time. I got to watch this at that time. And now here's why I think it's so great for somebody who is, you know, partially sighted or blind is because there's three people to keep track of the judge, the plaintiff and the defendant. That's it. So you just have to listen between them. And of course, they're usually like hot messes. And are you kidding me? And, you know, just train wrecks. But you don't have to keep track of a whole cast, you know, in a show. It's three people. And the judges are so awesome. And I love it when they get really mad at some of the uh, plaintiffs or defendants. And it's just hysterical. And, um, you know, you learn a little bit about the law at the same time <laughs> <laughs> right so it's an educational thing of course it, that's it that's really why i watch it yeah of that's course it. <laughs> well you know i um i do like the court programs myself you're talking about the likes of judge judy we have judge rinder over here judge rinder is just fabulous you need to get on youtube and see judge mm. rinder you'll love him i'm sure i'm sure if you love him i know i'll love him but yes you're right I love Judge Judy. She's just fantastic. And there are some other judges, you know, miscellaneous type judges that, you know, come on every now and again. But I don't care. I'll still watch it because it's a court TV show. <laughs> fantastic. So I'm trying to think of a fourth thing that you don't know about me. And there's so many things to get through that... Um, I'll go for something quite safe. Now, it okay. was another summer job I had when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And I walked into a local hairdresser's and told them I was 16 and I was looking for a summer job. They gave me a summer job and I was washing hair and all that kind of stuff. But there used to be a dear, dear elderly woman. She was in her 90s mm. and she used to come into the, the hairdresser's, but she used to dye her hair jet black. And she had a mm. very, very, very thick orange makeup that she used to wear and when I washed mm. her hair I used to wash a big line of her makeup off so she'd end up with a big stripe and I'd sit blending her makeup back <laughs> into her hairline it was dreadful <laughs> um but yes Aww. I did get found out because the girl that owned the salon I didn't realize I was in school with her younger brother and he walked in one day uh, to find me on the shop floor pretending I was 16. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> You're well, gone. you know, for 13, what a go-getter, you know? Exactly. What a go exactly. You know, I, my kids, I'm like still going, have you applied for a job yet? And they're, in, you know, <laughs> they're adults. So, 
Um, but I'm sure you met some really interesting people there and, and got a lot of great experience. And that might have been your start of loving to do makeup, oh, blending in the exactly. Oompa Loompa, you know, orange into her <laughs> face. That's what I pictured was an Oompa Loompa, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, I will go to mine. My fourth one is my most favorite music artist is Prince. I have, you know, since way, way back and up until the unfortunate, you know, passing of Prince um, about a year, year and a half ago, which I was devastated. Honestly, I was devastated. I remember hearing about him, you know, passing away and I was in a shop with my mom and my daughter texted me, mom, I'm so sorry. Prince is dead. I'm like, what? What is she talking about? And I said to my mom, I go, mom, mom, let's look up on the phone. And I go, just type in Prince and see what comes up. And she's like, well, let's see. There's Prince Harry, um, Prince, you know, and, you know, I'm like, no, no, just Prince, just no other name. Just, you know, and sure enough, it was true. And I literally said, mom, we need to leave right now. We need to just leave everything here. I, I need to go. And I was devastated, but he is one of the all-time, I think, geniuses in the music world as far as I'm concerned, but I think I speak a little bit of truth to that. Oh, do you know something? I know exactly what you mean because I was devastated when he died as well. And I was devastated because I had the opportunity to go and see him a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago. And for some reason, I didn't go. But it was one of those things that I think, oh, do you know, I really wish I'd gone to see him, but I didn't want to let a friend down. I think it was a birthday or something like that. There was Mm. a good reason. I would never have thought that a uh, icon, if you will, would affect me that much. You know, I mean, so many actors, actresses, you know, pass away and it's sad and all that. But man, I don't know. I think there's just a deeper connection with music. So I think that's probably why we have those reactions to, you know, our favorite, some of our favorite artists. So there you go. I'm a Prince fanatic. <laughs> oh well, that does make sense because you put a lot of purple hearts on things uh, on Facebook. It's all, it's all Prince stuff. Yes, if you see purple hearts <laughs> on my social media. It's all Prince. <laughs> anyway, um, you go ahead. Okay. So this is my final one. I was an au pair for a year in mm. Switzerland, and I looked mm. after a little girl called Sarah, and she was a little cutie, and she was only four. And I used to have to take her to school every day and I cooked and I cleaned and I did the housework and I was very, very domesticated. I was about 17 or 18 at the time and Mm -hmm. I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was an amazing place, amazing experience and I made some amazing friends. My daughter has been wanting to be a, a nanny and she's been applying for jobs as nannies and um, by kind of telling her she needs to really be particular about what she chooses and because once you say yes and accept it, you know, you, you kind of have to stick with it a while and um, there's no calling out sick. So I said, yeah, keep that in mind. So <laughs> I didn't get paid very well, I have to say. It wasn't good money, but obviously, um, you know, you're living in their apartment. I was living in a big penthouse apartment with a roof garden overlooking Lake Zurich. So although my money was terrible, I didn't have to pay for my board. I didn't have to pay for food. And, yeah. you know, I yeah. got an allowance for, you know, the shopping, for the household shopping and stuff like that. So it was a real, real fantastic experience that uh, I don't regret for a second and some of my last you know most beautiful visual memories are are from living in Switzerland 
Anyway, listen, mm. we've got time for one more. And it's your one last more, one. one more. Okay. Um, something you didn't know about me is that I have totaled three cars. <laughs> So it's a good thing I'm I can't drive anymore. <laughs> and luckily I wasn't hurt, you know, terribly in any of them. I was the only one in the car and you know, whiplash, you know, that kind of thing, but yeah, um three times. Needless well, to say, my the insurance that I had to carry was astronomical. I was I was considered high risk insurance and but I was living in Los Angeles and you know I had to drive I had to get to work and the whole thing and so I had to pay this huge amount of insurance because of these accidents and um and they were all you know somebody hit me it was always part their fault part my fault so you know I'm not going to say it was all me but you know I still to this day have a little bit of fear that we're going to be hit by a car if I'm in a car. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is that is impressive. I've only managed to write off one car, um, but I know what you mean. Uh, you know, somebody was overtaking me and not paying attention in the dark. I was indicating mm-hmm. to go right, but they overtook as I was going up a side road. Um, mm-hmm. It was in the countryside, so I just got this whack right into the side of me I did have passengers in the car with me and um Mm. yeah it was it was really scary um but I was in so much shock the first thing I did was burst out crying and say you've ripped my tights because the window came in (laughs) and the glass went all over me but my tights were ripped and you know that initial shock where you don't actually know what's happened what's going on and this guy came up to the car and he was like are you all right and I I just turned around and went my tights are ripped (laughs) so so yeah that was my initial reaction (laughs) it is important you know is my hair messed up you know did I ruin my makeup or whatever but yeah that um I do think that when you have an accident it can stay with you for a few years if not many years so I have a fear my kids are going to be in accidents all the time anyway there's my fifth thing and I think we have covered some, you know, uh, territory we've never walked on before. And it was fun. Oh, definitely, Maria. I tell you that I've got another uh, 20 million to go through with you now, but we'll keep that for off air. Yes. <laughs> and for private <laughs> conversations. But listen, it's been so good to catch up with you this week. It really has. And obviously, you're always updating your fabulous blog. If anybody wants to take a look, what's the best way? They can go to my blog website girlgoneblind.com. They can find me on social media on Facebook at girlgoneblind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. Maria, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel as if I know so much more about you and I look forward to catching up with you next week. And does the whole world, okay? So (laughs) it was fun and I will chat with you next week. Bye, Jill. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.